This podcast is sponsored by the Club Women's Network. It can be lonely working for yourself, so this online support and learning network is here to help women learn what they need to know to stay in business. They meet online twice a month and in-person meetups too. They teach you everything from reels to financial forecasting. For more information, check out theclubwomensnetwork.com. Welcome to the Mum Mind podcast, the show that aims to help lighten the load of family life. I'm Steph McSherry. Oh, I like that. I'm Bethan O'Reardon. Ah, thanks. And if you (laughs) want to know more about us, we're we're putting our blurb in the show notes from here on in, just because we want to use our time wisely. And you guys have been busy messaging us. Yes, absolutely. And and I, I remember those frantic days of Googling, typing and being like, I just need an answer now, yeah. flicking through books. So here we go. Um, so these questions came through our Instagram. So if you do have questions, that's probably the best way to contact yeah. us. We both are on the Instagram account, but give us time to get back to stuff. Our motto is let's create time for 2024. So Here's we had two, some... we had some similar questions. I had one about an almost five year old who wakes every night, different times, zero consistency. So there's not one thing waking him up, and he normally ends up in bed with. I'm assuming this is mum, um, which she's like, oh, I'm kind of resigned to the fact that he's doing it now. But you know, if you've any advice, and you had a similar one, I think. Yeah, six year old in our bed every night. Started in October, afraid of the dark, won't go to the toilet on her own. And I asked the mum if they were separate issues or joined issues or and she said, oh, it's just all there together. Okay, so I remember my little man for many, many years. uh, Yeah, when he was around three, he was definitely into us every night. There wasn't really room to put us put us in his bed no 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 the other way around to put him in (laughs) our bed and for us all to get sleep so we ended up doing something I always think of your friend Caroline because I know she did something similar he had a bed that it could go from a single to a double you could pull it out so we ended up keeping his bed as a double so that you could go into him settle him in his bed and hopefully get out again and if you didn't get out again at least you got a good night's sleep that's a very practical, let's get yeah. some sleep solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, gosh, the wisdom of Caroline and her double bed, hey? It's yeah. so funny. I meet, I meet Caroline about once a week for coffee. I, she was one of the first people I met in Cork. We used to go to this singing class together, you know, with oh, little wow. kids. And, um, well, we'd be sitting on the floor being like, why are we the only two full singing the wheels on the bus doing the actions while the kids were like at the back of the room? You know how it I goes. Start, yeah, <laughs> I started a, a parent and toddler group in a, in a soft play place this week. And uh, it did make me laugh because all the mums and dads were joining in far more than the children. And it's I was like, great, this will get easier. <laughs> Amazing. Once they're used to us. Yeah, so I was just flicking through my phone then just in case anyone watches this back because I was just sort of having a chat with the mom online about what this. So yeah, all her stuff started at the same time. Doesn't want to be alone and is afraid of everything. Do you know, immediately what comes to my mind is my motherhood experience mm-hmm. and how this stuff passes, right? Okay. And I I remember people saying to me, this will pass. And I wanted to punch them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> How long is it going to take? (laughs) And people think, well, my youngest was three. People would say he's in school in two years time. I was like, two years. Oh, my God. 
So the first thing I would say is this does pass, but I know that's not helpful in the here and now. But the second thing is, is that, you know, I think it depends what people want. You know, I know one of my kids, he will come into me and I put a mattress on the floor in my bedroom because I, I breastfed, I had them in my bed. I, and I'm at a point now I cannot do that anymore. So he's happy out on you the floor. You definitely can't breastfeed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Steph? What are you saying? There's a limit. When my body, when my body, my choice. <laughs> my, my body, my choice. Yeah, I know, weird, right? Oh. So yeah, but I, I kind of need my space. But there's something for him, and he's nine, is he? Yeah, he is. There's something for him when he comes into our bedroom with us. It just gives him this little bit of security, this little bit of something, and it helps him feel okay. I don't know what that thing is. Yeah. I know that it's it, it's like the security of the energy of being around and being with me, but it doesn't happen all the time. It's a it comfort and a safety thing, I I think. You know, yeah. it's, it's looking for that that kind of connection with you. Yeah. At a point that they're waking up and feeling vulnerable. Yeah. And and I think it's in some ways it's like the simplest thing possible. Mm. You know, isn't it just if wow, if if I could help all my child's problems by them sleeping on a mattress on the floor, well, I'll take that then. Yeah. But I also and, and, and I know for him it only happens at times of high stress in his life. So the run up to Christmas, for example. Mm. And high stress can be excitement. It can be fear. It can be when, I mean, I, I think there was like some big football match that he wasn't playing in. Some like, I don't know, something in the English Premiership or something. Oh, okay. A couple of days before that, he just couldn't, couldn't get, so he was so, oh, no, do you know, it was the rugby. It was his birthday party and it was the Rugby World, World Cup, Cup yeah. semi-final or something. So he was feeling the pressure. He was feeling the pressure, him and the rest oh, of us, right? Yeah. Him and the rest of us. So my point is, is that um, I guess then moving into the therapist part of myself is that kids are always looking for a connection. So rewind back into the day of a child's life. And are there more moments that you can connect? And I know most parents go, no, I haven't got more time to give. Don't say that, Bethan. But I think it's about doing time in a different way. So what children are looking for is play. Children aren't looking for logic, especially young children. These two moms, and remind me if I've... Yeah, this one's five and your one is six. six. So possibly junior infants, that kind of age. Yeah, so really, really young. So their brain in terms of development has only just about switched into logic mode. Mm. So before this, for, for kind of the first three, four, five years of a child's life, they only learn through their sensory... Uh, skills and abilities which is why kinderama is so amazing because it just feeds and nourishes that so children would be looking at facial expressions voice tone play hugs touch all these things rather than the kind of regimented busy lives that we all have at the minute so children are looking for connection in terms of I know loads of moms and dads say to me well we have the loveliest connection when we read a book at the end of the night and it's that feeling you want to recreate at other times and when you're saying things like facial expressions you're meaning and look, I catch myself doing it sometimes. You know, it's the 89th time somebody has said, Mom, and you're like, What? Yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of thing that you need to be like, 
you know, watching your facial expression and watching your tone because yeah. you don't want to come across as, you know, you're really wasting my time now. Yes, that's it. But I mean, we also don't have to be Mary Poppins. Yeah, you know, thank there's, God. You know, <laughs> with your magical suit. Is it a suitcase? Carpet bag. bag. It's a know. carpet bag. Mm-hmm. I knew you'd know. Ah. Um, so, yeah. So there's a sweet spot in the middle somewhere. And maybe we all, if we're being honest, we all fluctuate as the day goes along. But children are, young children are always looking to parents. And they're kind of asking through their behavior, am I doing this right? Is this okay? Is this what you're expecting of me? And um, and that's where they're looking for parents to respond. And do you think, so that if these kids are five and six and perhaps in junior infants, we always say play detective because could there be something going on in their daily lives at school that they are feeling uncomfortable with don't have the the ability to put that into words and are then looking for that reassurance at night time yeah I think so because yeah I mean I'm a real dreamer you know I know that if I'm having wacky dreams there's probably some form of stress in my life I need to look at okay you know and kids are the same you know the brain is a hugely complicated vessel and it doesn't just switch off all the stuff from the day gets processed all the unconscious stuff comes to the foreground so which is why one of the mums, when she was saying about, um, you know, my daughter's afraid of the dark and won't go to the toilet by herself. Yeah, that's, I, mm. I'm not sure that you can do a whole heap apart from remember, even when you're on your knees with tiredness, because I know one of my kids has only, is, is just recently started to go to the toilet themselves. Although at least once a week comes in just to let me know he's going to the toilet for the times he goes himself he leaves the light on in the bathroom yeah so I'm lying in bed and I can see it and I think you're back in bed I have to get up and put that light off now <laughs> so even though you're on your knees with tiredness mm. this is a moment for you to build your child's resilience for you to support them when they're not feeling okay and let them know you are okay you are safe and that is a real gift yeah. I know it would be better if it didn't happen at half two in the morning and then again at three or four or however many yeah. times they get up to go to the toilet in the night. But it's like short term, really intense work for long term gain. And don't get caught up in that whole, you know, I know with my first, I absolutely like when she was three months old, God love her, you know, I was determined she was going to be in her own bedroom. And I look back now and go, what was that all about? But it, it was that influence. It wasn't Instagram back then, but it was the parenting books. Yeah, you know, they should be in their own space yeah. because you're waking the baby, the baby's waking you, all of that. And don't get caught up in that. Well, they're five or they're six. They should be in their own room. They should be able to sleep the night. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, perhaps they should, but maybe there's a, a period of time where they need you for a little bit of reassurance, not necessarily about the dark or the toilet, but about something else that they can't quite piece together and put to you. Yeah, I think that's a lovely way of putting it. And and and, and I think it's like, um, you know, these are the moments of building resilience. These are the building blocks of being cared for, listened to, understood. But also maybe we should speak to the bit about, you know, when the kids are just in the bed and the parents are like, oh, I'm kind of resigned to this by now, because I wouldn't like that personally. And I wouldn't like to be, I don't think I'm resigned to anything in my parenting. I'll have to just go through the file of facts in my brain and see, 
because I'm not sure that works long term because okay. you do build resentment. We all do. We all wish it wasn't this way. And maybe it comes out in the relationship with the child. I don't know. Oh, maybe okay. it doesn't. Okay. So if that is something that you want to change, you can change this. Parents, you are the lead in your family. It might take time. It will not be easy, but parenting isn't. Always the thing that we want to change isn't easy. I remember someone saying to me, it's just trial and error. And I burst out crying when I was a new mom. Cause I was like, but I just don't want it to be. Yeah. But it's all, it's all error. It's not trial, you know, with the breastfeeding or the sleeping or the, when I, I'm speaking about in the early days, but if you want to change something, you can. Now I've heard what to me as a psychotherapist, a real horror stories about keeping kids in bed to sleep them at night, to help them sleep at night. Because it's not that you're looking for the behavioral, you are looking for the behavioral piece in some way, but remember that the behavior is informed by how a kid feels. So it's like you said, Steph, they will have stuff going on in their day. This is life. They're in a room with between what, 15 and maybe 28, 29 other mm. people, scratchy chairs, lights, um, homework, kids being annoying, picking their nose, not flushing the toilet, not being able to pull up their tights, all the stuff that's stressful for little kids. So that might be going on. But I'd really err on the side of caution with, I've heard of parents who went to sleep specialists who said, we'll put some tape in your child's room and tell them that they're not allowed over that tape to come and get you in the night. Oh my God. Yeah. That sounds I... so, well, it just sounds frightening. If it sounds like even as an adult hearing that, like, oh God, I'm not allowed past that line. Yeah. But you could see how if you're in the depths of despair yeah, and exhaustion, you'd be like, grand, I'll give it a shot, whatever works. Yeah. But this, I can guarantee you that this kind of behavior management won't create the relationship you want with your child. Right. Yeah. You want, I mean, most parents I meet, every parent I meet wants their kid to know that they're there for them. So what you do is you have to, and this is maybe like where the fun begins and I use fun in a perhaps mm. ironic sense um but you, your job is to teach your child that they are safe they're safe when they're with you they're safe when they're without you there's a great book called something like the invisible string where it's all about attachment and how they can feel you I can close my eyes and feel my children being close to me even though they're not here and children can do the same as well but this takes a long time so, so if I think so just to translate you a little bit, I think you're saying what you... I need Sorry. translated, Steph. I'm disgusted. So just, just for myself, nobody else, probably just me. I'm leaving. <laughs> when you're talking about the, the parent that said they they were perhaps resigned to this and that possibly building resentment, I think what you're saying is if if you're the type of parent that you don't mind them coming into bed every night with you and you get sleep and everyone gets sleep and you're all okay with that, that's fine. But if you are the type of parent where it's not okay with you and it's happening, that it's your job then to make them feel safe, perhaps in returning to their own bed, but the, yeah. the, the border, that's not the word I'm looking for, but the boundary, hey, the brain yeah. worked. The boundary is that they're not coming into bed with you. But in yeah. order to do that, that's going to take some work. Yeah. And it might be that they come to you for you to put them back into bed. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know I had like a really wild night's sleep a few weeks ago. I had a crazy, I went to bed too early. This was the problem. I went to bed at half eight and I said I'd read for an hour and I didn't. I only read for about 20 minutes. So then I was up 
I was up ready for the day at 4am and then I was pottering and I was in and out and did, 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 did. And this can happen to kids. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and I, it's our job as parents to, okay, let's do something about this then. So yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're okay with your kid being in your bed sleeping, if you're okay with anything, then it is okay. But, but if you do need not, to help them through it. The Cam Parenting Community is my online support for parents. It's waitlist free and inside is myself and a child and family therapist. So together we offer you 42 years experience helping children and family to solve your parenting problems. If you want to join us, head to my website, bethanoreardon.com and be the change your children need. I heard for for a change, I saw a brilliant thing on Instagram this week and I thought that's a brilliant description. And it was about putting a boundary on things with a young child. So the story was this parent and child lived in, say, an apartment on the 14th floor. I'm making it up, but something along those lines. And every time they went to the lift, the small child was pressing all the buttons so that the lift stopped on every floor and it took them like half an hour to get to the top. And every day the mum was going in going, don't press all the buttons, please. I told you not to press the buttons. Look, now we're going to stop at every floor. I told you, I've told you, I've told you. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But then when she actually decided to put a boundary on it and say, okay, when I go into the lift, I'm going to stand with my back to the buttons because otherwise it's going to take us so long to get to the top that you're going to be hungry and mommy's going to be tired. So now she's actually putting a boundary on it because her young child just loves pressing all the buttons. He doesn't understand, you know, the reasoning, the logic, as you would say, the logic brain isn't there. So if you really want that boundary of that you want the child to be in their own bed, you're going to have to find a way to gently still remembering the connection put them back in their own bed yeah absolutely and 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 it's all possible that's lovely isn't it that's a lovely uh yeah and 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 that's it you know it's like we said at the beginning don't go down the rabbit hole of explanations and why and then we're into powerpoint presentations with a five-year-old suddenly about the ins and outs and the nuances of sleep but it is possible through the relationship you have with them to help them feel that bed is safe for them yeah and what do you just as a practical thing with the mum with the darkness I definitely had those little plug-in they they kind of look like an egg so they just have omit a little glow um perhaps on the way to the bathroom and stuff might help yeah sounds good because the dark is a is a thing for a lot of kids so if you have those little sockets around they they can help it's not a bright light it's definitely a light you can sleep with but it's just enough if they do wake up yeah, absolutely. And I think remember that when your child is afraid, you are the best tool to help them regulate. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they won't be afraid. It's that they learn over time that being afraid of this thing, oh, it becomes um, a safe emotional memory pattern in the brain. And, you know, these kind of things, I think sometimes you go through parenting going, oh, well, that's that stage done where we, we have the sleep covered. And I know over Christmas, my 12 year old, a couple of times actually came down, you know, got, she'd been in bed a couple of hours, but came down like 11, 12 o'clock at night. She was upset because she couldn't get back to sleep. And her and I just went off to the spare bed. And we, you know, we read for a little bit and she was, because she was getting so uptight about getting back to sleep. And I was like, look, let's go, let's go and read for half an hour till we're tired. And then, you know, because I didn't want it to turn into a thing. Yeah. So, you know, just because they're going through this now, or you're not going through this now, doesn't mean it'll go away forever. It, it might pop back up again. 
Yes. Well, thanks for that, Steph. That, yeah. that, um, <laughs> that cheery note. Oh, no, I mean, on, but it's on true. That note, yeah. On that note, hopefully some of that has helped. Hopefully some of that has resonated. Um, yeah. And we'd love to hear. We'd love to hear back from the mums that kindly sent us some messages and, and let us know. That would be lovely. Absolutely. And don't forget to check out Kinderama online. And if you're looking for parenting support, head to my website, bethanoreardon.com. And we'll see you next week. Kinderama is a multi-activity programme for younger kids. We love to try a bit of everything. Dance, drama, music, yoga, gymnastics, sports and mindfulness, all delivered in imaginative classes with original songs, stories, costumes, props and puppets. Kinderama is available in school, in creche or online. Check out kinderama.com for more info.